Hey folks, it's Sir Richard Wentworth. When you're ready to buy a car, True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Every day, True Car users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings, and True Car users save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these 3 easy steps. First, download the True Car mobile app or go to truecar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then, register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third step is simple. Take your guaranteed savings certificate to the True Car certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. With True Car, you can save time, save money, and never overpay. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit truecar.com today. You're tuning into the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after-show entertainment. <laughs> TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin. In a one-horse open sleigh. Hello and welcome to an all-new UFC on AfterBuzz TV. My name is Daria <laughs> Baronado, and I'm here with three co-hosts tonight on this jolly night. Mr. Ian Harris, fight coach, my fight coach personally. Jingle bells, Batman smells, Robin laid in a the Batmobile. Oh, yeah, <clears throat> and comedian. And George Hermosa and Mr. J Tana, as always. I mean Santa Claus. <clears throat> <laughs> my uh, my ugly sweater and the traditional uh, once a year it comes out of of out of hiding Santa hat. Thank God um, it's only once. Yeah, you, you ain't ugly. kidding. It's these lights in here. <laughs> it's hot as hell under this thing. Part oh, of me too. wishes that I I hadn't put it on, but you had to go with the gimmick. Go all the go way. You had your gloves and your hat on last week. Where is it this week? I lost them. You lost them? <laughs> Seriously? I really, Probably don't know where, I really don't know where they are. And where's <laughs> yours? I mean... I don't, I don't have a hat. You don't, Sorry. You're the one that should have a hat. Yes. Well... I no, he definitely shouldn't. <laughs> between the yarmulke, between the Christmas hat, and... I'll leave that to And, and a kufi, yeah. Tana Claus. <laughs> Tana Claus. There you go. <laughs> Can we coin that? Yeah. But okay, guys. Coach Harris would not be the guy rocking any... Uh, any You know, Re- religious traditional gear, that's for sure. Or hats. Yeah, I, I look. I look like <laughs> like Charlie Brown with cancer with a hat on. Like, <laughs> I, I seriously, everyone. Every time they give me a hat and a sponsor, here, wear this yeah. hat out. I go, no. <laughs> I will put it on my hand, but I look ridiculous with baseball hats, and those are always the Straight sponsors. Band oh no. Yeah, no. I used to wear. We that can get you those. like a beanie, mm. like a snow hat. No, no, the beanies. That'd be yeah. cool. Beanie. As long as it's got a ball, like a little. Oh, you, oh, you want one? <laughs> oh, you have you want to. Want a beanie with a little ball? Okay. They don't make them anymore. Yes, they do. Only if you're a little kid. <laughs> like, no fight clubs. Have, there's no, like, right. you know, affliction. Uh, Boop, little. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, Ian Harris is Systems Training Center's head MMA coach. Uh, he was formerly at a gym called PKG, Punch, Kick, Grapple, also in the SoCal area. Uh, and he's a comedian. Today is actually an ironic day for you as a comedian, right? It's marking two years. Uh, two years ago, your special came out. Well, we taped it, yeah. You taped it. We taped it. it two years ago. It just came out, like, in mm-hmm. August. Oh. But it took that long to, yeah, to come out. 
But we taped it two years ago because it was the uh, the end of the world. The Mayan apocalypse. December 21st, 2012. Yes. Oh. The scheduled, and it, the, yeah, the end, end of, of the, 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 their calendar, yes. which a lot of us played and presumed and was feared, or feared was going to be the end of the world. Yeah, I'm I assuming was, Ian didn't, considering he was just filming his comedian special. He event. really didn't put a no. whole lot of credence into that one. <laughs> that, that was the whole shtick. Originally it was called Live from the Apocalypse, and we taped it <laughs> at, the goal was we were going to go midnight, oh, 9 o'clock here, right. midnight east, and we were trying to do it on... It fell apart last minute, but Sirius XM, uh-huh. we were going to do it on their comedy channel, and it was going to go midnight because they're in New York. Midnight. Mm. So the idea was it's actually the 22nd, so the apocalypse had come and gone, and the, the goal was going to be oh, if midnight, if 12.01 hits and we're still here, we're going to go live. So that was the whole shtick, and then it didn't kick, didn't pan out that way, so we still taped it the same night. So. And yeah. if you weren't there, it wouldn't have been funny. It would, and it, would, it wouldn't have mattered. <laughs> it wouldn't have mattered. I wouldn't have had to pay anybody. That, that is very true. What a way to go out. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, I'm so glad we had you on tonight. The world is not over, as we know. So far. Well. <laughs> Yet. Yet. Right, George. Know. But you we're know, also here talking about UFC Fight Night 58. We're going to get to you later. But fun. we also want your opinions, <laughs> as you are one of the best fight coaches in Southern California, on these awesome fights uh, well, let's talk about some of the guys that – Systems obviously has proven themselves to be uh, one of the one of the more established and, and uh, leading gyms, at least in the SoCal area. A lot of guys, as we've discussed before, um, going through the system, several guys in the UFC right now, Pedro Munoz uh, is the first one that comes to mind. Guys – Christos Yagos. Christos as well. Thank you. Yeah, we've had him on. Um, guys going through the RFA ranks uh, and, and then a, a – a whole plethora of guys in the amateur ranks as well here. Um, Albert Morales just won for Amateur Fighter of the Year. Yeah, uh, he's in, making his uh, in California debut, pro debut. Yeah, pro yeah. debut in, yeah. in January. And and this guy Ian has been really at the forefront of a lot of it, building up this team since uh, when was our first uh, U of MMA? You were even before that, yeah. 2011, and you've been coaching. 12 years. These guys, wow, for 12 years. Yes. No kidding. Yeah, 12 years, and then, but it went from my thing that I call fight science. Right. And then we were in a, a place called Bodies in Motion, which is in on the west side of L.A., mm-hmm. and we were there for a while. And then when PKG opened up, I went over there and actually took all my team to PKG mm-hmm. before it even opened. Actually, we were there a month before we even opened doors. Oh, wow. Wow. And I was there for five years, and then systems for two. Who's the guy that's been with you the longest? Um, at the time, I mean, the, the, the longest guy I had back then was Chad George. Mm-hmm. I had Chad for like seven years or something. And mm-hmm. Julian Rush, those were the two of my first fighters ever. Um, and then since we've – John Robles, yeah. uh, Jared Carlston, mm-hmm. um, those, they're still with us at, at, at um, Systems, and they were – with us at, with me at PKG, mm-hmm. Rishon Sabaratnam, yeah, um, Eric Rios, who's who's making his his pro debut in January as well. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, there's quite a few guys that that, that started in 2009, 2010 yeah. that yeah. were um, at PKG that, okay. that have come come with us. Yeah. yeah, but before that, I mean, we I had a few people that were with me all the way back, Chad and mm-hmm. and um, and Julian that that up until up until two years ago. I yeah. was still training with those guys pretty regularly, and that they were with me from 2003 or something. I don't know, wow. 2005. I don't know. It's been a long road, but, I mean, I'm now more than ever, you're seeing the fruits of your labor in all these guys uh, coming up and getting to the pros, establishing themselves as regional or 
pardon the, the term, low-level pros, but also the fact that there now is a place where it's proving ground or a, a, a jumping-off point in the R, something like the RFA to go straight to the UFC, as opposed to a guy he trained for a guy and then he you know moves out of state, moves elsewhere. You never hear from him. And then all of a sudden you turn on your TV and oh, hey, there's you know there's Jimmy. I used to work with him, and all of a sudden right. now he's in the UFC. Yeah, I mean, and and that's that is the there is definitely more of a path, and they're trying to make that now. The RFA specifically, where if you go and you win, if you're the champion in the RFA, mm-hmm. you're going to the UFC. If you even if you're not the champion, I think they've I forgot what they Ed told me something is like thirty. Just over 30. 32. 30 some, yeah. yeah. 32 guys from the RFA have and gone have, to the UFC. I think they have a winning record in the UFC, actually. Um, oh, yeah? Yeah. They've all... They, they Alan Joban, Brian mm-hmm. Ortega. You definitely have some notable guys that have gone to the UFC from the RFA lately. Yeah, I mean, it's just... It's, so you have, it's a direct path. Legacy mm-hmm. is one, I think, that has a, has, is pretty much... Yeah, a pretty mm-hmm. much a direct path. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's cool, which in, which in the past, you there was no way yeah. to, to figure the, that out. It was just kind of like, it seems, you know... Who had the relationship and who was on a tear, and, and sometimes, sometimes you know you, you you look at one person who's who's got a great record but a few losses, and they're fighting these incredibly tough guys, and then you see other people that are ten and zero, mm-hmm. and they've been fighting, you know, and they and they get in, and you think, wow, how did this person get in? Well, they're yeah, they're ten and zero, and they're all finishes, but they haven't been fighting anybody. Yeah, those days, those I guys think, don't for last. the most part are gone. Yeah, I, I hope so. I mean, it seems like now it's you. Everyone's looking at not just who you fought, but who who. Who your opponents fought and who your opponents' yep. opponents fought, you know, right? Mm-hmm. Doing the whole like fight yeah. metric kind of a thing where it's okay. This is your this is your rank, you know. Yeah, yeah. So. We talked to Ed Sora, as the owner of RFA, the owner of Black House MMA, and he, you know, he. It's a known relationship between RFA and the UFC that it is, you know, a platform right. for people to go in there. So, uh, you had Johnny Robles made right. his RFA debut um, two weeks ago. Two weeks ago, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, we had him on just after that. Yep, okay. him and Altair. Alan right. Carr, and it's definitely uh, nice to see them in SoCal because we get to have our guys yeah. on it. But we've also had guys like Christos Yagos who traveled right. to South Dakota, South Dakota <laughs> to fight for the RFA. Mm-hmm. Well, that is the cool thing about about the RFA, though, is that they they are going everywhere. Mm-hmm. They are, you know, they're South Dakota and Santa Fe and Texas, Colorado. And they're a na- yeah. yeah, they are somewhat of a national organization. Yeah, they've gone out of the country. Not, no, yet. No, not yet. Not yet. Soon to come. Right. But the UFC did last night as they were in uh, – I have here Sao Paulo, but I know that was not correct. Um, but I, I didn't catch how to pronounce – I'm going to fall, fall on the sword here – how to pronounce the uh, the city in Brazil. Um, <laughs> I have Sao Paulo here. We're, we're 0 for 4 here, but uh, They were anyway. in Brazil, guys. Yeah, there was a fight night for us to talk about. It was a, it was a much landed destination for the UFC, so it was a perfect way to end 2014. Uh, UFC fight night 58 in Sao Paulo, Brazil. We're going to go with that. At it the was bottom not of Sao Paulo. <laughs> no, no, I, that was that's my mistake. That's my notes. Where's wrong. your Where's your laptop, George? Uh, <laughs> the one day we need it. Uh, I remember saying. Wait, what city was that? Mm-hmm. And then we had some <laughs> name that I've <laughs> never heard about. before. The so UFC yeah. came back Not- to Brazil <laughs> for go. UFC Fight yeah. Night 58. That is the tagline. Uh, the, the home country of Leota Machida and Hennen Barrao. So uh, they were headlining in their home country. Mm-hmm. Who cares what city? They were in Brazil. Yeah. Brazil. The Brazilians care. Yeah. <laughs> Brazil. <laughs> They're not watching. I hope you are, though. <laughs> we'll Jay, have this, run we'll us have through the fight in. card. Okay, well... 
And the main uh, the main fight card we had uh, I believe uh, five six matches here. Opening up, uh, Daniel Serafian fought uh, Antonio dos Santos. Serafian came away with a TKO victory in the second uh, over a friend of his. We really kind of a strange uh, strange scenario there. Uh, Dos Santos and Serafian. I think uh, they, were, they were roommates they were together. Trained in room together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and there, there was a kind of a strange uh, TKO situation there that uh, we'll get into in a minute. Uh, Eric Silva over Mike Biggie Rhodes, another RFA uh, graduate and champion, mm-hmm. I believe. Uh, Silva put him away with a head and arm choke. That was a in, fight. Yeah, in round one, minute 15. Uh, Elias Silverio and uh, Rashad Magomedov. Rashad Magomedov. Uh, TKO win in round three, four minutes, 57 seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Patrick Cummins, who made his uh, auspicious debut against in the UFC against uh, Daniel Cormier as a last-minute replacement and really uh, pushed the buttons of DC there. He's a tough guy. Yeah. Uh, got a um, unanimous decision win across the board, 30-27, over Antonio Carlos Jr. Carlos Jr. Who, yeah, had us all inspired <laughs> to go get burgers after this. It's Carlos Jr., not Carlos Jr. It's close enough. Well, I mean, I went to East L.A. and they had Carlos Jr. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> That's what I call it. So. <laughs> the co-main event, uh, Hennen Barrow returned to action after uh, after his uh, loss to T.J. Dillashaw. He came to fight uh, Mitch, Mitch Gagnon. Gagnon. Yep. And uh, Barrow won by sub uh, arm triangle in third round, three minutes, 53 seconds. And in the main event, it was a quickie, that main event, Leota Machida versus uh, C.B. Dalloway. Machida winning by TKO. Very, uh, what's the word? Uh, punctual, not punctually, but uh, with emphasis. Yes. Um, yes. Punctuated. Punctuated. Thank you. There marked. you go. Yeah, he marked it. One minute, two seconds. Um, wow. A left body kick that just... Uh, that landed. Uh, he must have broken Doberman's uh, Doberman, Dalloway. sorry, Dalloway's Dalloway. uh, ribs there. Yeah, mm-hmm. left body kick landed to the side of Dalloway, and Dalloway just you know flinched away, and Machida came in with a flurry and finished him against the cage. The liver kick. But we'll talk Oof. about that in a second. <clears throat> that was brutal. Yeah. Are we going to start our way from the bottom? Yeah, let's go to the bottom. What do you think, top? George? Uh, that was a good fight while it lasted. Uh, definitely Daniel Safran a, a finish, and uh, a finish I've never seen before. Of course, mm-hmm. um, there was one part where you kind of you can tell. Did you see like a close up of it? It looked pretty nasty. I haven't yeah. seen a close up. Is that that's out there? Yeah. Referring to Antonio Dos Santos' finger, right? Yeah, yeah. It was uh, kind of painful to look at. I'm not really a big fan of the the limbs. I mean, I can like the the Anderson Silva fight, the the leg breaking. It was like such a quick motion, you know what I mean? So it's it's easier to watch. But when I see like limbs kind of facing uh, in the opposite direction, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's kind of brutal. See. But th- the thing that was weird about it was that the the, the fighter um, Antonio Dos Santos. Antonio Dos Santos was like, "Whoa, you know, time out, time out." It's like, no, you can't really call yeah, time out. That's the ref's uh, job to yes. call time out for he you. Was, so that essentially was kind of like forfeiting the fight in some ways, right? So, mm-hmm. Something I've never seen before, but. He, uh, he was throwing a punch, and his yeah. finger landed the wrong way. And, and he and dislocated he, it back in. He, he was popped like, it right back in and wanted yeah, to fight again. And I was like, all right, hold on. Yeah. Time out, time out. Uh, popped it back in. I think I dislocated mine. Popped it back <laughs> in. And he's like, all right, cool, I'm ready. It's like, uh, ref's like, oh, no. No, you, you just called already, off already your already own called fight. Out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if, you had, if you had not gone like this, this yeah. you'd have been right. fine. It's not s- okay in MMA, guys. Yeah. Just so you know, you cannot do yeah. this. This means I don't want to fight anymore. And that's the list of I can't see. 
That's a no-no during those 15 to 25 minutes in the cage. You also can't tap out and when the, and go, okay, good, I can breathe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's a no-no as well. You're not going to get a, a, a run, it, run it back on that one. And also, yeah, anything waving the hands. No, that means yeah. that you're you're done for the match. That is clear in the in in the locker room when they when the refs talk to them and explain the rules. They do explain that, right? I think it's clear I mean, I in know, humanity. But... <laughs> you're doing this. It's no, like a I don't want to, you know? symbol. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that means that you've had enough. And you know, TTT, yes. no trackbacks. Right. I didn't. I didn't no know. Moss, until, no moss. I didn't know no until moss. years ago where <laughs> if you're in a submission, uh, you know, not just tapping out, but you can't. Like scream for like you know say ow. It's essentially like a verbal submission. So yes. it's a good thing that you know I'm not a fighter because I would have been like oh ouch ouch go oh, let go when it's like I, yeah. that's I known actually, as the sudden yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it is. I didn't know that you could because he goes ah, you had a couple tap- times and they're yeah. like what and then he goes no it's okay. I know somebody who uh, her old wrestling coach used to tell like make her train Maria. Make her train with like stone cold poker faces, and mm-hmm. like if she'd get hit and like she would make a face, he'd make her like run, because like oh, wow. he was like training her body to be like right. numb to the pain emotionally and to not sell it. Yeah, to not sell it, and yeah. it's like such a big part of our game today. We talk about judging criteria and you know and refing criteria mm-hmm. and how it's still at a point where it's not perfected, right. and how facial expressions and emotions. You're yeah, huge yeah. on this. Uh, he tells everybody, you know, after your round, jump up. Put mm-hmm. your hands in the air, run around the kid, do whatever you got to do. Just, you know, don't lay on the ground gassed right. after your round, no, no matter how tired you are. Right, Ian? You don't want to win the round. Right. And, and you can't, or you can't lose the round. Mm-hmm. I've seen people lose fights that they won because they're too tired at the end of the round. Mm-hmm. Wow. I've, I've picked somebody up off a round that he demolished somebody, picked him up off the canvas, walked him back to the corner, and then he lost a decision. When I'm like, <laughs> I guess that was the round he lost where he mounted the guy mm-hmm. and then gassed out yeah. because he was, the other guy jumped up and he didn't. Mm-hmm. You guys, yeah. you got to walk the walk and talk the talk when you're in there. That's it, how it goes. I mean, it's not it's not a black and white judging system. We talk about this all the time. It it's judging. They yeah. are judging you. So something and that every they look bit at counts. Yeah, yeah emotion, at facial expression. So yeah, you call it a sonin. That's very accurate. <laughs> he definitely shows a lot of emotion. Yeah, um, you know, performance bonuses. This was a strange night um, because. There, there was not a reward for fight of the night. Surprisingly, I thought there were one or two that probably could have justified it. Been contenders, yeah. Yeah, and and I feel like if you're having an event, there should yeah. always be a fight of the night. Fight of the night, you know, the best one. So pick one out of the ten or eight or however many you've done. That one gets fight of the night, especially on the undercard. There was actually yeah. uh, some good fights on the undercard. Yeah, yeah, there were. I liked. Um, well, I thought uh, Silverio and uh, Magomedov that could have been. That was a great fight. That was yeah. a, a back and forth. Unless uh, they gave him a finish, stand like up. knockout or something. Mm-hmm. Did they? Well, but they, uh, yeah, Magomedov got it. That you know, with three seconds left of the entire right. match, so you know, you you did get your money's worth. Who were the thirty um, five? There was some thirty fivers at the beginning in the early. Uh, yeah, I'm looking. Were, that here. was a good fight. It was a really good fight. They could have won. Uh, Leandro Issa, Issa. and uh, yeah. Uka Sasaki. Uka. Sasaki. Yeah, that was a that was a cool fight. Issa won by submission round two four thirteen and uh, there was a neck crank. That was a fun one. Yeah, yeah. he was caught in a darce, a mm-hmm. deep darce from the bottom, mm-hmm. and that, that yep. he got out of. That was a good back and forth fight. Yeah, uh, Tim Means uh, got a uh, split decision win over. Uh, Marcio Alessandre. Alish- Alish- I was practicing it when they were uh, when Brian Stan was was <laughs> uh, was announcing there. 
Um, you know, that was that was pretty good. Uh, Darren Elkins and Hakran Diaz. There was some good back-and-forth action. The people that did win uh, bonuses, though, for best performance, Machida for his TKO, which makes a lot of sense. Barrow for his uh, submission in the third of the arm triangle. Um, was it third? Yeah, that's right, third. Uh, Eric Silva definitely deserved it. He had a nice uh, – another uh, – Head and arm. It's the exact same head. Cover and arm the choke. yeah yeah head and arm choke arm triangle. Are we talking about the same thing? Because that's what I thought we were talking yeah. about. It's just different names, right? Same exact thing. Okay, and yeah. their their chokes almost looked exactly the same. Yeah, they, they the were, way were very they were defending similar. them, and mm-hmm. the way they you know I mean, one guy uh, had the had the leg mm-hmm. was it uh, Rhodes had the leg and uh, Gagnon was holding like this, but the way the posi- body position yeah. of mm-hmm. of both Barrow and Silva. It was a similar, almost the exact same setup and everything. Eric yeah. Silva did such a beautiful job. He started. He was on the completely opposite side. He had side control. Mm-hmm. He had the position, and then he jumped mount to tighten it and lock it in. And well, it was let's just talk beautiful. about that fight. It was the next fight up. It is the yeah. next fight up. Well, I just want to make mention though. Uh, Vitor Miranda was the opening fight. Uh, he got a he f- landed a KO finish four fifty nine mm-hmm. uh, in the very first round over Jake Collier. And he also got performance bonus. So yeah, all, all four of them got bonuses. Wow, that's four of them and no, no so fight. So there's in the no night. fight in the night. Were they all fifty thousand? Yes. Normal. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, is that the first time they ever well, get four? Or? I I don't know why. Uh, is that yeah, four or five? Because Machida, Machida, Barrow, Miranda, and Eric Silva. Oh, so um, what's his name? Didn't get one with the so. Mm, what is it? Magomedov. Nope. No. Wow. That was a good fight. Yeah, yeah. It was. that was. Yeah. Like, I, I, that one would have been my fight of the night. I think most likely. Yeah, definitely. So, so you had Mike Biggie Rhodes and Eric Silva. Uh, you guys just heard of Eric. We haven't, we haven't seen Eric Silva since that great fight with him and Matt Brown right. back in mm-hmm. Cincinnati. I think that was April, May. Yeah, it was earlier this yeah. year. I think you're right. I think it was April. Actually, that I was add that to the fight of the night. Uh, <laughs> that was a good fight. F- fight. Matches of the year. T- t- tonight is one of the coolest shows ever because it's our last show in 2014. So we have Ian here with us to recap. The best fights of the year, best submissions, best KOs of the year, uh, new and upcoming fighters for 2015. Yeah, I'm super excited. Awkward. Time. So <laughs> yeah, and that's scene. how excited yeah. we are, guys. Yeah. So Eric Silva. Um, I mean, here's a guy who I think has been a lot of um, strong. You know, uh, was it hype mm-hmm. back in? He came in. You know, pretty much been successful everywhere he's been to. Had a couple, you know, losses on his belt. I think he lost to. Uh, not Damian Mia. Uh, John Fitch back in a few years ago. Of course, mm-hmm. he lost to Matt Brown. So I hope that whatever, he, you know, kinks he got out of, pretty much he did because he did not look like he had any flaws last night. I think I think finish. two things with him. He he seems like, I mean, he's got all the skills in the mm-hmm. world, they say. I mean, mm-hmm. he's just phenomenal everywhere. Um, but I, it's hard to tell if it's if it was cardio or mental because – this time he definitely didn't look as big as he's looked in the past, mm-hmm. and I think he may have cut a lot of weight in the past, and maybe mm-hmm. this time he didn't cut as much weight because with the with the Matt Brown fight, it's like did he burn himself out, or did he do everything he could to finish Matt Brown, and when and when he couldn't, just went oh, whatever. Yeah, because I remember that fight. I remember he got he got Matt Brown with a couple brutal body shots, and he had yeah. him. He had him. He, he had him he with was a choke on or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then it just kind of like like you said, he just kind of gave up. Like, right. like he was like, I oh, actually, well, I can't finish this guy, so I don't know what to do now. I actually was watching that fight. I remember I was watching it with my wife, and and I said he's not going to finish this. I said, watch, he's going to get out, and when he does, it's going to flip, and he's going to he's going to finish him. I said he's mm-hmm. going to he's going to get out, and Silva's going to not know what to do, and he's going to break. Mm-hmm. I swear. And and as soon as he got out, you could see in his eyes like, really, mm-hmm. what do I have to do to finish this guy? That. And it was <laughs> right. kind of like this moment where it's like, 
I don't know what else to do, so go ahead and do what you got to do. But yeah. even then, he still fought, like, another round. Mm-hmm. You know, he right. got out of that round, and then... Um, well, it was about a third round, I believe. Like, a third round finish. Yeah. But it was, I mean, you know, Matt Brown is, is tough as heck. But yeah. but, yeah, you could tell that there was... It was either he was gassed, or he just didn't know what else to do. It was, like, mm-hmm. a mental thing. But, mm-hmm. the, but if he gets past that, um, I mean, he's skilled. He's so skilled. Yeah. You know? For, you know, for as, as much as... People talk about the UFC having a, uh, a bit of a down year with a lot of injuries uh, plaguing the champions and not as many stars to uh, to build up throughout this year um, or, or to promote off of, I should say. I think next year is really poised for not not Dude. just based on the big matches we're talking January about in the first quarter, alone, yeah. Yeah. not just that, but throughout the next uh, the next twelve months. There's a lot of people to watch, men and women. Um, that are going to be making some big waves, including like Eric Silva. I put Matt Brown on that list. Right. Um, you know, it's uh, and, and a few, a lot of others that we'll we'll talk about. <laughs> I meant I, I sat down to make a list of five. I came up with fifteen in about yeah, twenty minutes. Yeah, it's so you know? easy because the divisions, all the divisions are growing so fast. We're having new divisions established, as we mm-hmm. saw a couple of weeks ago. The UFC is growing and putting on more shows than we've ever seen. Yeah. So we have rising stars. We have. You know, number one contenders waiting for their shot. We have so many title shots already scheduled that we're waiting to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so much contention in each division. So I'm excited to see it all play out in 2015. Yeah. I think 2014 was like kind of like preparation. And mm-hmm. now, yeah. you know, the storm's kind of coming. This was the calm because, yeah. like you said, we had a lot of injuries. Uh, Cain Velasquez waiting to see what's happening with that. So yeah. I think 2015 is going to be a mega year. And that being said, I mean, some of the, it was a lot of big surprise. I mean, first off, having the, the ultimate fighter. That they had this year mm-hmm. was pretty amazing. The straw weight. Um, I mean, watching Barrow get. I mean, I'm not. A, I wasn't a fan of that, but but the fact that that we saw, you know, one sided Barrow get beat by by yeah. Dillashaw was pretty amazing. And yep. and Anthony Pettis is. Uh, um, oh, between the, the Ben is, Henderson. Ben, from I mean, yeah. I mean, so there was, there was definitely some yeah. some stellar moments in 2014. Yeah, oh, maybe yeah. overall you look at it, you go, oh, there was, but there was so many fights that mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. That there was a lot of really good moments as well. Yeah, you know, yeah. fight fans can't say they didn't get their bang for their buck. Yeah. No, no definitely if, not. Even I, if we didn't see the huge. Stars. I think the last half of 2013 was probably the best span of UFC. Um, yes, 2013. Um, you had great, amazing fights in Sanchez Melendez, and yeah, mm-hmm. it was I think at its peak. Not that it can't get there again, but yeah, it, it, I think 2014 kind of still was great. But I think it was still trying to catch up to that last half of 2013, right? With the great fights and the great matchups, like every 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 division had a great stellar championship fight. And again, not that it wasn't great, but 2014 is kind of like uh, now we kind of you know TJ and there's some only of the, some so of the newer guys, there's you know? only so many stars at a time yeah, in, in a sport exactly. like MMA. So once you have like GSP's biggest fight of the year, mm-hmm. he's not going to have three biggest fights of the year. Yeah, you know what right. I mean? He's going to have his big bout. That everyone's going to be, you know, anticipate to watch, yeah. and then you need to go on to Anthony Pettis and all the other mm-hmm. stars. And you can't go back to the same well. You got to dig ditches and find water elsewhere. Right. And there's definitely guy like Kelvin Gastelum's on my list. Yes. Guys yeah. coming up that are, you know, in, in the Mexico market that the mm-hmm. UFC just established that we're going to see, uh, you know, prospects in 2015. Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely agree. Um, all I right, guess let's we should move run on. down. Yeah, should we run down some of these uh, favorites of 2014 here? Yeah, let's go through it. What uh, what do you want to talk about here? Let's All right, let's about. do let's first let's do uh, best fight. So best okay, fight of 2014 one. so far. Let's start with Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> My vote is uh, Hendrix Lawler one, oh. and it's strange to imagine really? how far we go back 
or or how much things have changed in from one year. Yeah, in in one year. Um, you know, some of my favorite, actually, uh, close number two, uh, Jose uh, Jose Aldo and Chad Mendes. Yeah. To me, to me, guys, best fight to me is constantly the. Um, it's nice when you have it. Long, you get bang for your buck. You get 25, 20 or twenty five minutes as opposed to just five. But when it's competitive, back and forth, yeah. the uh, Griffin Bonner I use as kind of a benchmark, you know. Or uh, one season later, I enjoyed uh, uh, Kendall Grove and Ed Herman. That was like a jiu-jitsu version of that, or you know, uh, grappling. Um, so in that respect, to me, these were the most competitive ones. Uh, Lawler, Hendricks won, Jose Aldo, Chad Mendes, Matt Brown and Robbie Lawler. You only you know. get two. Yeah. Okay, fine. You're done. I could go longer. George. <laughs> wow. uh, I, I was going back and forth, too. Uh, if Up until about a week ago, it was, I think it was Jose Aldo versus Chad Mendes. Mm-hmm. Either that or TJ against Barrow uh, for May. But... I really love that Stipe Miocic, uh, Junior Dos Santos you fight. You love that, was, that fight. That was just yeah. a war, dude. Yeah. I mean, those guys, you can tell those guys came into a war. It reminded me of uh, Jones Gustafson, where it was like, after that fight was over, it was like, you can tell these guys were in a war. Right. Yeah. Uh, so that's how I felt with Dos Santos and Miocic. And I love the fact that it really could have gone either way. It wasn't no so much coming into the fight, or I'm sorry, to the decision, thinking, oh, this person won that fight. I liked it. I was interested up until that decision because I had no idea who was going to win. You know, I, I, I thought. It could have gone either way, but I liked that, the fact that I didn't, you know, it wasn't one-sided. It was great, but it wasn't right. one-sided, so I liked the fact that it could have gone either way. So that was my fight of the year, 2014. And do you have one? Uh, you know, it's hard to say because I have, I think, <laughs> I was in Brazil for the uh, um, Mendez-Aldo fight. Oh, wow. And that was oh, insane. Right. It was so loud in there. It was crazy. Yeah. That was an incredible fight. And those, you know, the Burrell, um Dillashaw fight, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I'm one of those guys. I'm kind of the opposite. I like to see my my favorite fight of all time that I was live at, and it was like watching Rocky in real life. Was when BJ submitted Matt Hughes for the first time. Wow! Because it was it was this fifty fiver coming up to fight this guy yeah. who was who was the face of the UFC that mm-hmm. nobody could beat, five time yeah. champion, mm-hmm. however, and this guy who was this little jiu-jitsu guy, and he just smokes him, just like knocks him down, jumps on his back, chokes him out, licks his blood off, kisses yeah. him, walks <laughs> off. And you were just like who and I and I was telling him he's gonna win. And so when I see fights like that where I just yeah. see the skill and you go, This person's skill is beyond and, and to me, it, again it could be a toss up with the Pettis fights because I mm-hmm. he handled two guys that nobody's handled. Oh yeah. And and when I see something like that, I go, all right, that's amazing. I, I just that that amazement factor when I see him, you know, just repeatedly crack Gilbert Melendez and then finish him with a guillotine. Right. I'm just like, there's no way. The surprise, <laughs> right. yeah. finishes so that just doing something that's never been done. Yeah, and, and like, you just sort of just go, says. whoa, where does this guy's skill level stop? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like that to me, those always those fights throw me. So for me, it's got to be one of those. Where, yeah. where I just where I just like, all right, Pettis is crazy. So Pettis, Pettis, Pettis is, is so your good. Best fight of the year? I think so. Yeah, for me, Pettis Melendez. Oh, I just uh, I don't like going last. You guys stole all of mine. <laughs> what about well, you, Daria? Okay. You can agree. You don't have to flip. I don't a, like agreeing with you guys. <laughs> yeah, we know that. I like Burrell and, and Dillashaw was was my number one, just because TJ Dillashaw's stand up performance was impeccable mm-hmm. and um, you know Hannah Brown's been the champ for a while so for a guy like TJ Dillashaw to come from Team Alpha Male mm-hmm. where you know Team Alpha Male's big dog for a while was Uriah Faber and we yeah. had just seen Hannah Brown beat Uriah Faber so it was kind of like now you're throwing TJ Dillashaw out there like 
in my perspective, maybe, you know, someone that knew him better would have known that he had a better shot. But mm-hmm. in my perspective, it was like, oh, you know, Hannah Brown's going to wipe him on the floor. And then he came out and I was like, oh, my God, where's this guy been? You know, I just thought it was an amazing upset, in my opinion. And mm-hmm. that was number one. And then number two was Anthony Pettis and Gilbert Melendez because uh, a guy like Anthony Pettis, who's known for his stand-up striking style, to submit a high-class wrestler like Gilbert Melendez, mm-hmm. what more can you ask for? I love the upset. Yeah, there's something to be said. Upsets are always fun to yeah, watch. Yeah, they are. Yeah. How about top fighter? Who's who, who's the top fighter of the year? Who had their best year? Do you want to go or, first? Or was most no, I want to go last again. <laughs> I need to hear your guys' ideas so I can steal them. No, you're, you're, not, you're not going to... Oh, I guess I'll go first. Go I ahead, go George. Out. I mean, everybody's going to say it was. I was going back and forth with Dillashaw, and the guy I was about to say because uh, <laughs> Dillashaw. I mean, that guy. Oh my God! Like his performance against Burrell, yeah, mm-hmm. single greatest. I mean, if we're going to talk about upset of the year, I think that was probably the upset for sure of, 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 of the decade, nation. Of the yeah. Decade, yeah, you know, I mean that that just fight was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to go with Donald Cerrone. Um, oh, he was a guy who one. fought five that's times in the one. year. Yeah. Um, Damn. And he beat everybody. I think only one of them went to decision against Eddie Alvarez, and he destroyed Eddie Alvarez. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. yeah. And not only he he beat uh, Edson Barbosa. Um, who else did he beat? Uh, Jim Miller. Uh, on July 16 in Atlantic, Atlantic City, New Jersey, for my birthday. Yeah, July 16. <laughs> and yeah, that's a guy who, who who wants to fight. He brings it every single time. He's not boring. He's won all his past five fights, and, and he's a cowboy. And he's actually fighting like at the beginning of the year. I wish it would have been. Like on this card, just so we can say he fought six times a year, you know. But yeah, he's actually fighting the first card of the UFC. But yeah, fighter of the year, Donna Cerrone. That's a good one. That is a good one. I'm mad. <laughs> Somebody else, go coach, Jay. coach, go he's on. He's thinking. There. Go. Oh, th- I, I can't even think anymore. I, I I think it's Robbie Lawler's year. You know the story in in terms of certainly having a banner year for Robbie. Uh, I don't. I don't know how you uh, you argue otherwise. Uh, three and one, two title matches, three fight of the year candidates. Um, you know, big wins over uh, um, over Matt Brown, and of course, winning the championship after having chased after it for this this long career. You know, um, it's. Uh, I, I give it to him. I mean, most my picks pretty much were champions across the board. Cerrone is a good call. Um, I think uh, I'm trying to remember who is their guy on YouTube, uh, Eric. Mentioned um, he leaves a lot of comments. He mentioned uh, Neil Magny going five and zero as well. That's Excellent good choice. One. Good uh, shout out to you, man. Good call on that one. Um, but you know Neil wasn't at, wasn't facing guys at that same level that you know a Cerrone or uh, or, or Robbie did. Um, yeah, so I, that's that's where it's at. I think the guy that rested the gold. Yeah. What about you? You know, uh, stuff. I, I think <laughs> it's it's funny because, like I said, that the the guy that impressed me most was was uh, Pettis, but he only fought once. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, Aldo always impresses me. And, and mm-hmm. I mean, did he? Right. And, and Dillashaw, he's the easy one. Cerrone's a great. <laughs> Cerrone's a great choice. It's like you already yeah. got that one. But you know who, who I'm going to throw out there? Even though I don't think he's the best fighter of the year, but because of the overall package, the fact that he is. If you say mouth- rampage, we're throwing no. you off the show. <laughs> no, because because his mouth has gotten him stuff that he shouldn't. Conor McGregor, <laughs> and I'm not even that big of a Conor McGregor Ian. fan, but yeah. you got to you got to admit that the guy has is, is has captivated audiences as as a personality. That is so funny. I, I had him Dude, written down, and then right. I changed him and I put him in the box that said 
prospect for 2015 because I yeah. think he has a lot more left. But that is such a good choice. As, though. A, fi- <laughs> as a fighter, he's not he's not the best out there. He's not he's not like. But as a as an entity in yeah. the mm-hmm. UFC, this year he made a he, he's he's what everybody's talking about. I agree with that. I There's agree. Something to be said for that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I, I had the obvious one, TJ Dillashaw, mm-hmm. because of obvious reasons. Uh, but then I'm going to go with my boy Hector Lombard. I. Hmm. Uh, he's on a tear. I think he's at his prime right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of guys on his team, like you know Robbie Lawler and Tyrone Woodley, have also done good this year. But I just think he's at a spot in his career where we're going to see in this next year or so, year or so, you know, mm-hmm. title contention. So uh, I'm going to go with Hector Lombard. I surely expected you to pick Ronda. Interesting. <laughs> I thought for oh. sure the girl who uh, now, defended three times, did two movies, and you know continued pushing the the, the stardom, carrying the the banner, the flag of of the the promotion. There, I wanted to get rid of the stigma you have towards me that I favor <laughs> female MMA fighters. It would have been Rose if she had won, and it would have been Rose if she had won. Exactly. <laughs> That's totally. Well, no, no, well, no. If I'm going to go with female, Paige Van Zandt. I think Paige Van Zandt is looking fierce. Right. So if I'm going to go with female. She only fought once, though. She yes. did only fight once, but that was enough well, for I mean, me to see. I think we're talking about prospect, she, right? But somebody look out for Yeah, somebody yeah. look yeah. out for, for next year. And mm-hmm. she beat Kaylin Curran, who's a girl that's you know remarkable mm-hmm. and has amazing wrestling. And she wrestled with her. And I yeah. think she's she's 21 years old. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Come on. Well, we'll get back to the, like, the best comeback of the year and KO submission uh, prospect. But I think we have a few more fights left on that card from last night. Um I think, right? <laughs> oh, you want to talk about the... Uh, oh, no, I'm saying just the card. Maybe yeah. let's get out of the way. Um, well, not get out of the way, but I think, let, let's skip that one. Let's just go to Patrick Cummins versus uh, Antonio Carlos Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me just say this, that I I was very, very much so impressed by Patrick Cummins. Uh, mm-hmm. Here's a guy who obviously, I think we mentioned earlier that he cut a, a late-minute substitution to face Daniel Cormier. Got destroyed by Daniel Cormier, rightfully so. But looking back at his last few fights, you got to think, man, I wonder what this guy can do with the full training camp. Because I mean, here is what's his name, uh, Antonio Carlos Jr. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, <laughs> high uh, Ultimate Fighter winner, heavyweights, uh, Brazil, tough, Bra- yeah, tough, three, tough Brazil, Brazil winner, high level jiu-jitsu. Yep, pretty much. Cummins just had his way with them. Any any kind of submission he tried to do, I mean, Cummins just had an answer for that. But you got to think, he's a high level wrestler as, as well. So you got to think, mm-hmm. wonder, kind of curious what he can, he can do with the uh, with the full training camp against. A high level, light heavyweight. Yeah, life maybe his wrestling looked impeccable. I mean, Absolutely. his 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 maintenance on the top position, just keeping mm-hmm. control on top on the ground and and working from there was amazing. And you can tell he's been working with a lot of jujitsu guys because his, his submission defense was very very impressive. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, very I didn't impressed. know anything. I'd never seen Carlos Jr. I never knew anything about him. So it was funny because while I was watching it, you know, I, I kind of heard his name. And I didn't I didn't really pay attention to Tough Brazil, so I didn't really know right. anything about him. So when I was watching it, I was kind of going. Oh, they just give him some scrub because he cause, <laughs> no because he he kind of he kind of looked like he wasn't doing anything yeah. and and it was it wasn't a really exciting fight and I'm like oh they just gave him just gave him an easy fight so that he could you know show what he was doing and I was like God he should be demolishing this guy more for mm-hmm. this and then yeah. when I found out when I really oh it's, oh yeah that's oh that's the tough Brazil guy who won and then I remember oh I heard about it. now I remember hearing about him mm-hmm. right like, oh maybe he just looks maybe that's how good. Cummins is. Cummins is. Yeah. Reflected he, you know, very well on Cummins. Yeah, because yeah. at first it was like, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and it just thought it was, you know, not, not the fight. He had some but. good ankle lock uh, attempts in mm-hmm. the very beginning. It, that was going on for a while. Mm-hmm. But then once that was over, yeah. Cummins put, pretty much yeah, had his way I, with I him. think Cummins just, his, his submission defense along with his wrestling was just high level. Yeah. Um, Let's go to the next one. Yeah, next, we had Hannah Brow and Mitch Gagone. Hannah Brow won via head and arm choke. Another do one. Think, do you think he's back or do you think oh. Hannah Brow? 
Because I wasn't really impressed. I wasn't impressed. Here's I mean, the thing. He's I, good, but like I said about JDS last week, is that he didn't really do anything mm-hmm. that, that, that shows that he added to his repertoire. It was the same kind of Hen and Burrell. That's still above pretty much almost every other Bantamweight. Yeah. But I don't, he, think, he, I don't think he can beat TJ anytime soon. No. Not, not based I, off of that. I, I, don't, I don't know, because I, I honestly... I think TJ looked amazing during their fight, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but when he fought Joe Soto... I, I honestly thought Joe Soto okay, <laughs> Joe Soto fought one of our guys, Terion Ware, and mm-hmm. on the and he beat Terion in the third round, and it was a great fight. But but it was when the was fight. This? It was previous to it was previous to the Dillashaw match. A obviously. month before the Dillashaw, yeah. a month, a okay. month before it was earlier that and month. Yeah. On that fight, in my opinion, and everybody who saw it, mm-hmm. on the feet it was on the ground it was a different story. It was a clinic. On the feet it was it was like here's how to beat the living heck out of somebody and not get hit. Mm-hmm. Yet. That guy's next fight a month later, he put hands on T.J. Dillashaw and cracked him with, like, overhand right after overhand right. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wait a second. My guy who's not even in the UFC completely outstruck this guy who's outstriking the champion for the first two rounds. And it yeah. took him to the fifth round to beat. I mean, Joe Soto's really good. Don't get me wrong. Joe mm-hmm. Soto's amazing. But but Terrian's not even in the UFC. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. he's, been, he's been training for four years. I mean, and, and, and I thought to myself... Was it just a style thing? Was was Barrow off that night? Mm-hmm. If they did it again, would it be like that? Or or I mean, because TJ looked amazing that fight, but also Barrow looked way off that fight. Yeah, and and yeah. people are I mean, Gagnon, that guy has he was like what twelve and two with mm-hmm. with eleven first round finishes, and almost yep. every fight he from what I've seen is he hits the guy, they practically go to sleep, and he submits him. Like mm-hmm. he is, he has crazy power in his hands, not very technical striking. Yeah. And and I thought that Burrell handled him. Mm-hmm. He did. I I thought you know this was uh, a bit of a tune-up match for Burrell to come back and see to make sure that he can still win and compete and or, or perform at that high level. Which I kind of question if he did. I mean, he he did get a, a submission uh, in the third round, but it wasn't it wasn't the killer that uh, that we've otherwise known him to be in the past. Right. Um, I think it's such a stylistic thing, like you mentioned, though, because. The matchup has so much to do with it, Jay. You should you, you know this better than anybody. It's like Hannah Brown, TJ Dillashaw. I think it looks so dramatic. Maybe Hannah Brown was having an off night, but I think it's just the way their their styles matched up. And then you have a guy like Mitch Gagone who has amazing power. Mm-hmm. So I don't think Hannah Brown could look that great against him because he has to respect that power. Hmm. Right, and he also needs to get a win. Yeah. Yeah. So you're right. always going to come back. A little bit more, you know, first off, this confidence is going to be down a little bit. He has to get this win. Right. He knows the guy's dangerous on the ground and has heavy hands. So he's he's going to be approaching the fight hmm. a, a little bit differently. Proverbial gut check. Yeah, and, and you know, when he fought when he fought Dillashaw, Dillashaw came in with, with nothing. You know, there's that, that old saying, when you have nothing to lose, mm-hmm. and the other guy has everything to lose, where where's the pressure? The pressure That's, was yeah. firmly on... Uh, I mean, and I kind of think, I mean, again, going back with, with the Joe Soto thing, I think that exact was, that was also the same thing where... Where to give you know Dillashaw credit on that he is taking a, a guy who just took this fight on one day's notice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got to look, and you're not preparing for the guy. It's a guy you've trained, and it's with. his UFC debut. Yeah, it's like that's a lot of pressure on Dillashaw. So yeah, I, I would I absolutely. get I get why those first two rounds are okay. Let's feel it out and see see what's going on. But it's mm-hmm. you know I don't know it's it's really hard to say because styles make fights. But mm-hmm. yeah, but I want to see 
I want to see that fight again. Yeah, yeah I, I, I want to see a rematch. I don't, think, I don't be, think we're not going to though because yeah, it's going to uh, be TJ Dominic next. But I think Dominic's really going to smash TJ. I think Hennen Barrow should really? fight. Uh, yes, I think Hennen should fight Rafael Sunsau. That just makes the most sense. Rafael Sunsau is on a tear. Yeah, put him again. Hennen Barrow number one contendership beats. Uh, I feel TJ. bad for Sunsau because Dominic. Because he beat TJ and, he's and, like, and and he I mean that yeah that's questionable on that mm-hmm. one too but but yeah. he, he he was the number one contender mm-hmm. and, and now he's being put to the sidelines. Well, he got put to the sidelines because uh, Pedro when he fought Pedro at Pedro's USC debut, he beat Pedro, but he he broke Pedro broke a bunch of his ribs mm-hmm. and stuff. So he was he was out for the next title fight. Right? Mm-hmm. Had he, had he not been injured, he would have he would have yeah. been the next one in line. Mm-hmm. But he got injured, so Dillashaw stepped up, and now yeah. put him back. And it's right. like I feel bad for Sunsau because he's been number, mm-hmm. he's been in the top, you know, two for a long time, and he's never been given that title shot. You know, fighters goes to show you. Here's another tip for advice for your career: don't get hurt. <laughs> yes, simple as that, guys. Just don't get hurt. You know, come that, on. It's that uh, easy. Said by Jay Chan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you got the main uh, event. Then you got Leona Machida. He, that's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, I mean, Machida just showed that he is always going to belong in the top three, top four of yeah. any division that he uh, that he's in. Uh, CB Dalloway. I thought CB Dalloway was looking good up to the up leading up to the fight. The first minute. Oh no, what I'm saying in, in his previous <laughs> the, the fights. Minute. <laughs> and then Machida just like, yeah, you don't belong in my in my division. I mean, pretty much. I, I like Dalloway. I like Dalloway. What's that? Kind of a weird game plan to like sit at kicking range mm-hmm. with. I mean, you're with a high Leo level and you're like not pushing the. I mean, I would have just been on him. I'd have come mm-hmm. in and just just been on. And we know that's easier said than done. He's obviously the the word they always use is elusive, right? Yeah. But still, at least try. Don't stand at at the range where Machida can just pick you off. Yeah. And that's what he does. He, I mean, it's exactly... You're standing at the range where he lands kicks. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just the... Yeah. Why would you do that against Machida? I don't think it was a liver shot. It looked like just straight up in the ribs because he kind of held his hand a little bit high and you can, he was done. I, that look on his face, it I, was, yeah. you it can't... Was, you can't you can't forget that face that Dalloway had. He was done after that kid. Those <laughs> shots suck. Yeah, <laughs> to be sure. Well, and yeah, that, whether it's the liver, the kidney, the, the rib cage, they all suck. Body It'll definitely double do, you yeah. over. Yeah. Um, yeah, I remember when Weidman defended against Machida, it seemed like he had his best, uh, best success with Machida when he forced him against the cage and put the pressure on him. Kind of like Gil was doing against, uh, mm-hmm. Pettis a couple of weeks ago. You take away their, their arsenal. I mean, a guy that loves to throw kicks, they have to be in kicking range to throw kicks. And they gotta have room to do it. And yeah. they gotta have room to do it. So when you're a, you know, a good wrestler and you get him up against the cage and you're working the clinch work or the inside dirty boxing, you yeah. take away half their arsenal. Mm-hmm. When, when Rampage fought Machida, although I, I, Still to the state thing, Machida won that fight. When Rampage fought, but, but <laughs> yeah. Ra- Rampage, what he did was push forward the entire time. Mm-hmm. So even though uh, Machida was was hitting with, with with shots and was landing more shots, yeah, Machida was going backward the whole time. Mm-hmm. And Rampage is tough, and Rampage was coming forward and landing too. He was so being the aggressor, he was being the aggressor, and that's what you have to. If you're not getting countered, and knocked out, yep. then you then you can win that fight against Machida. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know? it's a very, it's a big fat gray area between being aggressive. And, uh, and 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 getting the round uh, with the judges in that respect versus the Machida way where you're elusive but you're you're landing your shots. Yeah, yeah. and that's why the sport of MMA is so confusing to mm-hmm. me to this point because you have a guy like Leona Machida that loves to play the outside, mm-hmm. but when you're playing the outside and picking the guy on the inside apart, you're winning. But yeah. you know when the guy on the inside has more volume but less accuracy, it might look like he's winning. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to be a Leona Machida, I think, in in this yeah, sport. Right. Yeah. I don't see him getting an edit. Uh, Weidman Belford, but I'm kind of curious who Machida they put up against. But I don't we'll know. We'll just what you wait do and with see. Machida right now. Um, 
Yeah, so we probably don't have too much longer left, but let's roll through a couple of I think of we can vests. all agree, upset of the year, TJ versus Henneborough. Yeah. Yes. Anyone yeah. disagree? Oh, yeah. I think we can all agree, comeback of the year, Dominic Cruz. Anyone disagree? You mean, you mean c- hmm. comeback fighter or comeback fight? Yeah. I don't know what that uh, Let's say comeback fighter. Fighter, yeah. Yeah, it's got to be. Cruz. Dominic Cruz. He handled six. Oh my God! His, that, his that guy's, that that guy's be, really good, by the way. Mizugaki yeah, Mizugaki is. Yeah, you don't think his rampage <laughs> resigning with the UFC? Well, but that, you know, that's definitely night? the newest one. But comeback yeah. fight has to be Matt Brown versus Brown versus and, uh, uh, Eric Silva. Silva. Silva yeah, <laughs> Matt Brown, Eric Silva. Oh, that was a good fight. Okay, fighters to watch. Fight. I think I think you'll like the fighters that I say that are going to be excited to watch 2015. Let's talk about that. Yeah, because I mean, I have me KOs and and submissions, but. Who knows? I'm my KO. I know, I know it's a little out there, but my KO is probably going to be Ronda Rousey against Alexis Davis. Wow. That was mine. It was, <laughs> it was a TKO. I'm so sorry. You should be sorry. I, I'm Aww. laughing because, one, five, we, we she got the woman vote in there. Number two, that you were so proprietary about it <laughs> and, and hurt. Like, I can't say that. You can, sweetheart. It's okay to That's agree with them. That's how I felt yeah. about this whole game. Going last. <laughs> I don't want the same ones as you guys. Okay, you so go. You Who do we go. watch in 2015? No, no, you guys go first. <laughs> See, look at this. <laughs> this is what we work with, guys. <laughs> My fighter. Uh, can I pick two? Yeah. My fighters to watch is a Ultimate Fighter winner and an Ultimate Fighter runner-up. Ultimate Fighter winner, Juliana Pena. Uh, she yes, won the. Really good one. Is that was that yours too? Apparently, hers <laughs> <laughs> no, is Paige Van Zandt. Yeah. Women, women's, I'm guessing. Women's Bantam White. I, I know so. we haven't seen her since the Ultimate Fighter finale, but she looked good back in the she day. She won. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she won. She just um, hasn't and had she her shot good. yet. Yeah, she got hurt. Um, but 2015 is going to be her year. I think she's going to destroy the competition. Absolutely. I really hope at some point she faces Ronda Rousey. But my second fighter to excited watch is Rose Namajunas. I yeah. think, like I said, I think the best thing that can happen to her was that the fact loss. that she lost. Yeah, I agree. Because now she knows. She's young. What is she, 21, 22? Mm-hmm. Now she can see, 22. this is what I need to work on. And add that to whatever she's already good at. Mm-hmm. Holy, she's going to be scary. So, Carla Sparza, watch out. She's coming for you. Again. <laughs> I hope they wait a little while before they do a rematch. Like you oh, said, yeah, yeah. I hope they give Rose a chance to, like, you know, she's so young. Give her a year. Give her a year and a half to go work on everything that she lacks. Work on her wrestling, you know. Work on growing up, you know, in the sport. And then give her give her the rematch. I really want to see. Uh, I hope they kind of. I know it's the sport, but still got to enter. Uh, the entertainment factor, build up a Paige versus Rose match. Like, that can be the new dream match of that division, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm thinking wrestling here. I'm thinking pro wrestling. But to me, that's a dream Paige match. Van Paige, Van Tatt versus Rose. Well, because they're both beautiful girls. They're mm-hmm. both, one's 21, one's 22. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're Vicious both fighters. Super aggressive fighters. Yeah. yeah. The one, 115 in general, that 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 is, a stacked it's division. a really good division. Mm-hmm. It's a really mm-hmm. good division. Yeah. I mean... Because yeah, the girls or, are at a size where they're not the atom weights, you know, they do have some punching power, some kicking power, but they're also still so fast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's so it's a really cool weight class. Wouldn't one thing we talked about in the past is also is I feel like in the uh, in the show we saw that the the uh, the technical skill level between number one and number sixteen, for example, is uh, is a lot smaller and closer than yeah. than some of the other divisions. So, which is to say that. Uh, the strawweight division is is it's more concentrated, it's chunky, like I like to say. There's a lot of really really good competition in there. And I think the champion you can mix and match and have fun with those. Uh, yeah, it's going to come down to, to who's mentally mm-hmm. prepared. Absolutely, you know, mm-hmm. always. I think when it's that close. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead, next, Ian. Next to uh, next to blow in 2015. Mm-hmm. Who, who 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 might who. Uh, 
Who do you think is going to have a great year next year? There's there's only Duncan one person I, I can possibly Conor I can possibly no 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 no, no. I'm really? only going to say one person because this it's the one guy that I and Christos Yagos Christos Yagos <laughs> okay he he talk got, it up he, coach he got a horrible uh, uh, debut mm-hmm. and it was a tough one and he still could have won and I think he was on the way to winning and he went against a guy who another guy that I want to watch is uh, Gilbert Burns the guy mm-hmm. that he fought that kid's jujitsu is. Ridiculous, like he, the I cornerman mean, for ridiculous jujitsu. Vitor Belfort, or yeah. right? He was, he was, I think, he was his coach on when he coached the Ultimate Fighter. Or something. Okay, he's his jujitsu coach. But um, no, you guys, for those of you who don't know, Christos is he's still and he's again he's a puppy. He's like really mm-hmm. young, he he's, and he's and he's got a lot of skills, and he's getting mm-hmm. better and better, and he's dedicating himself, and he's going to be. You know, give him a year or two, he's going to be. He's is there be phenomenal. a timeline on when uh, when to book him? I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't know when they're. You mean as far as when his next fight is? Yeah, or yeah. What? I don't know. They haven't. I don't think they've given him a fight. Okay. And then, of course, the other guy I'm going to throw out there that that is Pedro Munoz. Yeah, he is good. I mean, mm-hmm. again, he, he's not quite on the radar 100 percent yet. But yeah. he, if he's not top 10, then I don't know who is. He is hmm. phenomenal. He's good everywhere. Yeah, and he's. And yeah, I mean, if he gets a hold of your neck, his his guillotine grip is—I've never felt. When does like he it. crack into the top ten? Do you think? How long? I think his next fight. Really? I mean, who, I mean, who does he? I don't know who they're going to give him, but he's—he's. Right. He, he's, yeah, I mean, they haven't given him anybody that's crazy top ten yet. I mean, aside from you know his very first fight fighting a Sun Sao, who was number right. two or one at the time. Yeah. Um, you know, and that was a close fight, and mm-hmm. he had the jitters and everything. He was a little <laughs> bit nervous. I mean, I think that's gone. If he, yeah, yeah he's he's going to be. Those guys are going to be uh, he he will whoever he beats they should they should give him somebody somebody in the top ten and he will beat definitely him. he hmm. will beat him okay yeah interesting well all mine were taken uh, I was not thinking of Juliana Pena but that was a great one by the way I know that's I why think I said it she is definitely uh, going to be on the rise she hasn't gotten her chance in the UFC yet so that's going to be so interesting um, but of course mine was Paige and Rose because I was yeah. going to say for Rose uh, it's time for her to go back to the drawing board. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, not even work on stuff she does bad, but come up with some new stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Work on the stuff that she hasn't had a chance to work on yet. She's mm-hmm. only, two, like you said, she's two and two now. Mm-hmm. So she's fairly new in the sport. So I, I think uh, Paige Van Zandt definitely and Rose Namajunas. Yeah. I got, here's who to watch for. Uh, here's the stars oh, of 2015. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah. See, you stole mine. <laughs> Did I? You feel it's, better now? It's written on my piece of I paper. forget though. about it. Carla Esparza is going to have a great year. Miles Jury is going to have a great year. Chad Laprise, people are going to start, uh, he's going to fall on people's radar there. Uh, Neil Magny, I think, uh, might continue his, his streak. Dominic Cruz, of course. That's going to be a fun title match to watch. Big Hoppa, Travis Brown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we'll see him in the heavyweight title picture towards the end of the year, maybe. Matt Brown, Tony Ferguson, Jake Matthews for all of y'all Aussies and Kiwis down under. Uh, <laughs> Alan Juban, our guy. Yeah. I think uh, he will continue to rise. Henry Cejudos. I like Henry Cejudos. Let's book six matches for that guy. Uh, Kelvin Gastelum, <laughs> Paige. Van Zant, Khabib Nurmagomedov, yes, and uh, of course, I mean, we we know that we're going to hear a lot from the Conor Irishman, Lee. the notorious Conor, Conor McGregor. McGregor. This could be his year. Oh, so interesting. It, even Ooh. if it isn't his year, it's going to be his year. They're going to do what right. they can to make it his, his we, year. Speaking of fighters, are things to look out for in 2015? Do we have time for predictions, real quick? After Buzz, because I predict that we do have time. <laughs> 
Because in two weeks, we'll be back covering the That's next right. UFC pay-per-view. One of the biggest, greatest light heavyweight title fights that I'm looking forward to. John Jones versus Daniel Cormier. It's to the point where I have no... I don't even know why I said that because I have no idea who, who, to, who to pick. It's yeah, that. A tough one. It's that's that. That's even. a hard one. I mean, because Daniel Cormier, here's a guy who's dominated two divisions. He's never even lost a round, for goodness <coughs> sakes, you know? Beating guys Frank Mir, Roy Nelson, uh, I know Patrick Cummins. Um, who did he just Josh beat? Barnett. Josh Barnett. Dan yeah, Henderson. Oh, had his way with Josh Barnett and Dan yeah. Henderson. Yeah. High level wrestlers. Um, and I was going, I was watching some, uh, clips, uh, last night, and they're just kind of going back and forth, John Jones and Daniel Cormier, and John Jones is saying, you know, yeah, that's great. Uh, but you've never faced someone like me. Carmen's like, hey, you've never faced someone like me. I mean, I, mm-hmm. you, you talk, you, your, your level of combination is great. You don't think I would mop the floor with them? And I think, really think Daniel Cormier would mop the floor with a lot of those guys that John Jones faced. Absolutely. Um, hmm. I don't know. I mean, if I have to choose, I'm going to go with Daniel Cormier. If I have to. Ugh. This is my thing. John Jones is so dynamic, so diverse. He has so many levels of skill. He has so much in his toolkit. Mm-hmm. And he can whip it out at any time. Ooh. But I feel like... Excuse <laughs> me. Except during those 25 minutes. That's illegal. Thankfully, it's a five-second delay. But so. I feel like Daniel Cormier is solid, consistent, tough, strong. Mm-hmm. I feel like he's the more... Like, if, if I had to gamble my money with someone, I would pick Daniel Cormier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just because I feel like he plays it safer. Mm-hmm. Than John Jones, I think each person will be the greatest opponent that each other that each person oh, yeah. has faced. Absolutely, much love to Gustafsson because that fight was oh mm-hmm. my god! Like Jones, Gustafsson, greatest fight, one of the greatest fights of all time. But they'll both be each other's greatest. Opponent. I just see if Daniel Cormier can stick to John Jones like he has his previous opponents. I don't see John Jones escaping it. Yeah. What do you think, Ian? What's your I, I'm kind of in the same. I, I went. There's the two people that I would never bet against, <laughs> but I've seen John Jones' weakness. Yeah, I haven't seen Cormier. Exactly. Has anybody has anybody cracked him and rocked him? Nope. No. Has anybody uh, yeah, wrestled, wrestled him? him? Like, no. I mean, with so it's it's kind of. I kind of think we're going to see. I don't know if that's the upset or not, but I kind of yeah, think we'll we're going to see the upset really quick. Jones or Cormier? Jones is going to figure out some way. That's He's going to figure out the key to that, Cormier. That's the key. Right. Figure out. Yeah. Okay. He's going to have to figure it out. Guys, we will be back in two weeks. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. What else is there? It's Hanukkah. Hanukkah. It's going on now. Happy Hanukkah. It's going on right now. (laughs) Um, Ian Harris, thank you so much for coming in. Thanks for having me. Guys, Systems Training Center, one of the top-growing gyms in Southern California. I'm a part of it, of course. Check out his stand-up comedy special on iTunes and Hulu, you said? And Hulu, yeah. Critical and Thinking. It's called Critical and Thinking. It's hilarious and super, super intelligent. So if you guys are in for a lesson, sit down and watch. <laughs> uh, we will be back in two weeks. Like I said, enjoy your holidays, and we will see you yeah, later. Comment on our Facebook post, uh, YouTube post. Yep. Follow me, Jermosa, J10716, Daria B28. Where can we find you, Ian? Um, I'm at Comedioker. Comedioker. Like comedy and Mediocre put together. You can spell that, guys. And a- at AfterBuzz TV, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all of those. Mom, turn off the oven. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, you later. Buzz, 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 you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.